0: and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today we have two returning guests at the podcast studio, also known as my office. We have Grace Boone. Grace is the Director of General Services and she is joined by Jim Hill. Jim is the County Solid Waste Superintendent. Welcome. Thanks, Renee. It's great to be here.
1: Nice to be here, Renee.
0: I'd like to go ahead and just do a brief overview of what it is that General Services does Grace, can you
2: get us started? So General Services maintains all of our assets, facilities, our grounds to include athletic fields and, and all of the structures you see in the parks. We take care of stormwater, which includes BMPs and drainage issues, as well as the approval of plans and those types of things. And then Fleet and Equipment takes care of police cars, fire trucks, heavy equipment. All the way down to small engine things, all like weight eaters to s- and yeah. all those good things. Okay, We have a division of capital projects that takes care of all the construction of those and buildings and BMPs and, and, and such. And then Jim takes care of everything in the Solid Waste Division. And I'll let him go ahead and talk about that.
0: All right. Well, before we get to you, Jim, I'm going to interrupt for just one second. Grace, how many people all together work for general services? A little
2: over 100 folks in general services. And
0: we're talking a lot of county buildings, a lot of county property
2: and parks, and they take care of it all. Take care of it all. And it's something different every day. And I think that people enjoy the variety. All right. So... Okay.
0: All right, Jim, it's
1: your turn. Solid waste. We operate three convenience centers where we collect trash, recycling. Our main center is located on Jolly Pond Road, where we accept not only recycling and trash, but bulky items, yard waste, and so forth. The other two convenience centers are a little bit smaller, but we do collect, again, recycling, trash, so forth. We're open seven days a week, at two of the sites, the Tuano and Jolly Pond site, and the tuning site is open from Tuesday to Saturday, from 8 to 4.
0: Okay. Now, people can drop off household trash there as well, correct? Correct. But that involves coupons. Can you talk about that real quick?
1: There are coupon charges for trash, Okay. or now we accept credit debit cards at all three sites, which makes it more convenient for the public. And Absolutely. we've been getting a lot of positive feedback.
0: Okay. Why are they called convenience centers?
1: They can bring it at their own leisure. They don't have to necessarily set out a can every every week or whatever. They can bring it at their own leisure if they need to. They have to drop off a bulky item. They can just come and drop it off.
2: So the convenience of if you're cleaning your garage on the weekend, you know, we're open so you don't have to wait. You can just bring it to Jolly Pond and dispose of it. And if you have an event or something that you generate a lot of trash instead of waiting for your weekly pickup, you can go ahead and bring it by one of the convenience centers.
0: Now, here's a question that we get asked a lot, particularly by folks that have moved into the community. Trash collection. Does the county provide trash collection?
2: The county itself does not provide trash collection. So each resident can contract with a hauler. And a lot of times, you know, they'll find out that information from someone in their neighborhood or HOA, and that's really how they would seek out that person.
0: And there's a company out there that the name of the company would maybe make people think that it's a county-provided service, but it's not. So that's not something that we do. Correct. Okay. Yeah.
1: Jim, do you have anything to add? When they call into my office, we advise them to check with their property management companies or HOAs first because they may do a collection for the whole subdivision. Okay. Which is included in their maintenance fee.
0: What if folks have bulky items that need to be disposed of, but they don't have a pickup truck or they don't know someone that can help them? Is there a service that the county offers?
1: I'm so glad you asked that, Renee. Why, thanks, Jim. The county does provide a prepaid bulk service. There is a $75 prepaid charge. Okay. They can either pay at the treasurer's office or the satellite office in Toano, or they can go online and use the e-payment on the county website. There is a link on the Solid Waste Recycling page that will take them right to the e-payment, and they can either pay by debit, credit, or e-check. Okay. A report is generated every morning to me. Once we receive that report, it's the confirmation that the payment has gone through, I will call, I or Matt, my foreman, will call you to set up a bulk pickup at your convenience.
0: Okay. Do you have to be home?
1: You do not have to be home. Okay. The only thing that we ask is that you have it out on the day of collection by 8 Mm a.m., avoiding any obstructions such as mailboxes, overhanging wires, or tree limbs, and that it be either at the end of your driveway where it meets the street or at the curb.
0: Now, it's a great service that you do not have to be home, but I have seen this truck. And if you have nothing better else to do, it's worth staying home for a second to see the knuckle boom truck in action, right? Yes, yes. That's pretty cool. If you haven't seen a knuckle boom truck yet, you need to. And I believe there's a video on the website. I'm not sure. Okay. Another thing real quick before we move off of the bulk collection. It's not limited by address. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you can pick up a lot, right? Four cubic tons or something like that. Right.
1: We, we try to set limitations to four cubic yards, but...
0: Yards, not tons. Four cubic, cubic yards. yards. <laughs> but a lot of people
1: don't know what that is. But we, we do take everything. When we go to a, a stop, we do take everything that, that will fit in the truck.
0: Okay, which is quite a bit.
1: Residents want to avoid putting out any hazardous materials.
0: Oh, absolutely. Good point. But if somebody wanted to... If you wanted to get with your neighbor... And you and your neighbor have several large things that could be disposed of. It could still be one stop as long as it's all pulled together at the end of one driveway. Right.
1: As long as it's all in one spot, it's all together. Yeah, we will pick it up for the one fee.
2: Okay. Very cool. We really encourage that, Renee. And, you know, when people are thinking about a cubic yard, a cubic yard is basically the bed of a full-size pickup truck. Okay. So when oh, people wow. are trying to, you know, trying to understand what it, that looks like, if they picture a full-size bed of a pickup truck, that's one cubic yard. So we'll pick up four cubic yards. So that's quite a bit of debris or trash to pick up for the $75.
0: Okay. Excellent service. All right. How many bulk pickups like that would you say that you do every year? I'm putting you on the spot so you can just
1: guesstimate.
0: Mm, Last
1: year, we might have done 150 to 160 stops last year.
0: So it's pretty well used. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good.
2: All right. So what else is going on in the world of general services? We just dodged the bullet this past weekend from the snowstorm. Yes. Which I know a lot of us celebrated that we, we, (laughs) the folks wouldn't have to be out working this weekend. Storms always generate questions. When we're talking about larger natural disasters, that triggers the presidential disaster declaration, such as a Hurricane Isabel or an Irene. And I'm dating myself to Hurricane Isabel because that was in 2003. That's hard but to believe. That, it, it is hard to believe. That was a significant storm. If my memory serves me correctly, we were working for six months, seven days a week 12-hour days. Wow. Just trying to get everything picked up and organized and just on debris, just on debris. Wow. And and you know, we'd pick up the neighborhoods And then bring it back to the staging site. And we ended up taking that ground debris and it was shipped overseas to Italy and Italy was using it for fuel. Wow.
1: So that was a very interesting project. When you're talking about spending all that time, you're just talking about woody debris and not the other categories, the construction debris and the furniture and so many other things are generated. Yeah, just from from hurricanes. And, yeah, just yeah. trees, just woody debris. Yeah. That's, that's an awful lot of time.
2: And so, you know, when when we do have a declaration, it releases those federal and state funds which assist localities in their recovery efforts. And okay. although the federal and state fund a large portion of the recovery efforts, the localities are still responsible for some funding.
0: Okay.
1: The difference between these smaller events and the larger events, the declared events, is that we do have contracts in place for debris management and debris monitoring. So we can activate these contractors from out of state to come in stage prior to the storm. Okay. And react right after the storm. That's where we get the massive cleanups, like for Irene and Isabel.
2: And, you know, as Jim's talking, at this time... We don't offer that curbside debris collection, but as County Administrator Mr. Stevens stated in his latest podcast, the board is open to this discussion. Mm -hmm. And under our current operation, we do not have the resources to support large cleanup efforts, so the disposal of debris is left to the homeowner. And this is why we offer the bulk pickup program, which Jim spoke of earlier.
0: Yeah, because the bulk pickup program is fairly new over the past... Four or five
2: years? Uh, Actually,
0: I think it's it's longer
1: longer than than that.
0: No, it.
2: Ha- yes. I remember yes, it writing has. the news release about it. That's no. where I learned everything I know about knuckle boom trucks. Right. No, that's it's why that- we think Hurricane Isabel happened. You know, three years ago. Yeah. And it wow. Was, no, it's you
1: know, fifteen longer years than than that. ago. That's it's hard to believe. Yeah.
2: Before I let you
0: guys go, I do know that there's a really important household chemical collection coming up. Can you talk about that a little bit, Jim?
1: Yes, I just wanted to mention that the first household chemical collection of 2019 is February 9th. From 8 to noon at Warhill High School.
0: Okay. Where can people get more information on what they can
1: drop off? They can get information at our website, which will bring them to a link to the Virginia Peninsula's Public Service Authority's website, which will tell them exactly what they can and cannot bring.
0: All right. What's the web address?
1: JamesCityCountyVA.gov.
0: I know, Jim, that those collections are very well attended. It's a really... Great and easy way to clean up and check some stuff off of your to-do list on a Saturday morning.
1: Yes, it is a good place to bring all your oil-based paints and your pesticides and any of those old chemicals that you might have in your garage or your basement.
2: All right. Very good. It, and it, they make it very convenient. It's really just pulling up and dropping it right off and the it doesn't take that long to get through the queue. They do. They're very efficient how they've how they've set the chemical collection drop off. They Um, also
1: accept uh, fluorescent light bulbs uh, and computers and electronics.
2: Okay. very good. All right. One other thing that I want to remind folks of is that we're still accepting free drop off of Christmas trees at all our convenience centers through the end of the month.
0: Okay. so January 31st. Correct. All right. Very good. All right. Well, as you both know. You're not free to go yet. I have a couple of questions that I need to ask you that are a little bit more fun than not that the exciting world of debris and solid waste and whatnot isn't fun, because it is, of course, but a little different than what we've talked about so far. And before the podcast started, I had you both pick a number, and I now have this handy dandy list of, don't look, this handy dandy list of questions to ask and you so you both picked a number we're going to go with grace's number first but you both are going to have to answer so the question is you have to sing karaoke now not right now not here so don't actually start singing because we don't own the rights to the songs that you're going to sing i promise you you have to sing karaoke what song do you pick we'll go with you first grace Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) i don't know if we have the rights for that either so
2: um i renee i can't even, even think of one oh let's see how about good old back in black by acdc
0: nice that is a good one yeah all right how about good you? old
2: good old classic rock and roll
1: i have to answer this too yes
0: you do what's your karaoke song
1: oh there are so many there
0: are so many but try to limit yourself to one
1: i really can't think of one
0: grace thought of one
1: enter sandman by metallica
0: oh wow Both very good songs. Good job. You all were the first ones I've asked this question to. So good job. I think it'll stay on the list. And then, Jim, you chose number 10. And that question is, what is the scariest thing you have ever done for fun?
1: This podcast.
0: (laughs) This podcast is not scary, Jim. Okay, it looks like he disagrees with me. Besides this podcast, what's the scariest thing you've ever done for fun?
1: Ziplining in Belize.
0: Wow. I don't think I could ever,
2: ever do that.
1: On the canopy. Well. It was scary, but it was fun.
2: All right. Okay. Very good. How about you, Grace? Uh, Took an excursion and did tubing through caves. Oh. It was enjoyable, Mm -hmm. but... Not knowing what's in that cave <laughs> in the water was was a was a little scary, Renee. But it was it was a blast. I had a good time. I am very impressed
0: by both of those. I think those would both be hard nosed for me. So I'm impressed. Good job. Well, thanks. Yeah. 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 Thank you both so much for taking time out of your
2: busy schedules to come in and do this podcast with me. Renee, thank you. We always enjoy being able to educate our citizens on what we do.
0: Great.
1: So it's good to be here.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much again. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe to the podcast. You can find This Week in James City County wherever you get your podcast. Also take a minute to go online to our website, we're at jamescitycountyva.gov podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of the episodes that we've done, as well as find a form. And on that form, you can give us feedback, comments, show suggestions, guest suggestions. We would truly love to hear from you. So please take a moment, go online, and we will talk with you next week.